When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another exciting episode of Forever News! In today's episode, we've got some stories to talk about. Okay, people, so for starters, one of the biggest stories we got to cover today is a recent interview that came out with the creator of Attack on Titan, Hajime Isayama. And uh, yeah, fans are, are going in, and it definitely is not looking great in terms of the reception at the very least a lot of fans are very upset they're calling Hajime Isayama all sorts of names they're saying that he just um he, he got caught slipping so to speak so we're definitely going to get into it because yeah a lot of people are angry right now it seems as though ever since the ending of Attack on Titans manga it's just a never-ending roller coaster ride of people going angrier and angrier against Isayama Attack on Titan and the franchise as a whole now but we're gonna get into it got a couple of pieces of Tokyo Revengers news including a live action I believe it's a film if I'm not mistaken a trailer that recently came out also a total sales update yet again Tokyo Revengers just exploding alongside the sales of a few other series like Seraph of the End and Kaiju number eight we got a really interesting and kind of strange article where basically the navy is using pokemon to recruit people i mean they've done similar tactics before but yeah i ain't gonna lie i kind of looked at this posting and was like what the hell is going on here small update on the jujutsu kaisen website that they recently announced they were opening with like history of shibuya and things like that apparently a manga pirate website owner recently got convicted and he's about to do some time we're gonna get into it we got a new visual for the upcoming demon slayer stage play and i always love looking at the visuals that they put together because it's a live action stage play and yeah interesting and we got to look at the author of inuyasha's work schedule and Fam, you're not going to even expect it that this author that is very, very, you know, in, in their upper years, so to speak, you know, pretty old at this particular point is working this crazy. It's very inspiring and we're going to get into it. And yeah, people, those are the stories we have for this episode. Without further ado, let's jump into another exciting episode of Forever News. The only news source that provides anything and everything anime and manga related. And we don't bore you. We get into it. Let's do it. No matter how you Okay, people, so let's start off with a little bit of Rumiko Takahashi. Now, if you don't know who Rumiko Takahashi is, then maybe you're not that familiar with Inuyasha or you're just not familiar with who the author is. However, Rumiko Takahashi, legendary mangaka. Honestly, arguably one of the most legendary and one of the most successful of all time in terms of this creator has done multiple upon multiple hit series from Inuyasha, Maisani Koku, Ranma One Half. Like, there's a long 
list spanning back to like I want to say the 70s of different series that Rumiko Takahashi have created that have gone on to become major successful ones obviously nothing to the level of Inuyasha regarding the other ones although they were pretty damn successful especially like the Rama one halves and Maisani Koku however you would think at this particular point right because she's if I'm not mistaken in her 60s right you know pretty up there and yet this woman is still working like if she's a 20 year old that just got their first shot in weekly shonen jump when I looked at this I was baffled let's read it says manga creator Rumiko Takahashi releases her hectic daily production schedule manga creator Rumiko Takahashi opened up a Twitter account the other day with the help of her editorial staff letting fans ask the legendary creator of Rama one half Urusayatsura and Inuyasha whatever they like the first question that the manga creator answered was what her usual schedule looked like and it's as busy as you could imagine for a creator as popular as Takahashi and here's what it looks like during production time in the morning pencil seven to eight character sheets 12 p.m lunch and housework so you know just a typical lunch and whatnot 4 p.m reading and housework 7 p.m dinner and housework 9 p.m drawing and that doesn't sound like much right but 9 p.m drawing and then it goes the next day 9 a.m finish drawing go to bed so basically Romiko Takahashi draws from 9 p.m. to 9 a.m. Straight 12 hours where everybody you know is resting or whatnot. Romiko Takahashi is burning the midnight oils working. And then it's 12 p.m. lunch and housework, 4 p.m. drawing, 7 p.m. break and dinner, 8 p.m. resume drawing. Next day, 9 a.m. finish work. So then that's another 13 hour like yo i'm not even gonna lie if you're not inspired by this if you're not just taken back like wait a minute because reading at the end it says while the question asked for a daily schedule it seems like Romiko takahashi runs on a sort of three-day schedule during production time where the 63 year old only sleeps for a few hours on the second day and drawing all night long hopefully on her off days takahashi is able to rest and sleep absolutely like i'm not even gonna lie like some people they look at that as like yo what are you doing you're going too hard or whatnot i get inspired I get inspired. That makes me right now. I want to record 10 videos for the next 10 hours or 20 videos for the next 10 hours, whatever, and keep on working and keep on grinding for you guys. Like, that gets me going. I'm not even going to lie. Hearing stuff like that, that inspires me because, again, that's a 63 year old woman that is putting in all that effort all that time like yo if that doesn't get you like hyping like okay i need to step my game up i don't know what will shout outs to rumiko takahashi one of the hardest working manga artists i've ever heard of 63 years old and still working like a brand new jump author for example like absolutely insane and my hats go off to you okay next up we got a visual for the upcoming demon slayer stage play it says butai kimetsu no yaiba sono ni kizuna stage plays new visual the stage play will be held on august 7th through to august 31st 2021 and just taking a look at a visual at the very top they got muzan then they got uh what's the name the, the spider demon um right below him and then at the bottom you got all the hashira the backs of them then of course you got the main cast anitsu inosuke tanjiro nezuko um it looks really great honestly they always when it comes to at the very least the promo pieces like promo images and stuff they usually do a bomb ass job for like these stage plays like naruto and a few other ones that i've seen like they really do a good job like this looks really sick this looks like honestly it would be a live action film and this is just the stage play but i've said it before and i'll say it again i wish i could be there to see these stage plays this looks like it would be so much fun like granted obviously i can't understand japanese like that like it would be a little difficult to understand but i mean i've seen them say like four times now I want to say and I read the manga I think I get the gist and I just have a fantastic time watching them perform live like that would be so freaking awesome I wish I could see it but that visual looks 
Fuego, flames, love it. Moving forward, it seems as though the battle against piracy continues and yeah, they, they took someone down. They took down a big name because apparently according to this, it says the operator of closed illegal manga reading site Manga Muda was sentenced to three years in prison and a 10 million yen fine today so what would 10 million that'd be a hundred thousand dollar basically around there type of fine kodansha issued a statement commenting on the judgment confirming they are determined to fight against piracy in various ways in the future too and i'm wondering is that the same pirate that was behind like they were coming after them because of like attack on titan leaks i'm not really sure but three years in prison now don't get me wrong you were running an illegal site like there's a difference uh, you gotta look at it like take it to just you know drug game for example are you gonna go after the dealers or the addicts are you gonna go after the pirates or the people that are supplying the actual piracy and things like that so that's kind of uh, a different area altogether but fam three years in prison that shit is crazy that is definitely going to be like they just made an example out of this person they made an example out of this one of like yo Y'all see what, what, what we talking about? We ain't playing now. No more games. So I don't even want to say my heart goes out to this person because at the end of the day, you are costing them millions and millions of dollars. And I mean, don't get me wrong. There's also the argument of, hey, these people weren't going to purchase things anyway. But regardless, yo, that's a huge copyright infringement. I don't know if three years in prison, obviously I'm not a judge or what, but three years in prison, that sounds a little crazy for, you know, manga piracy website. But yeah, I'll let you guys be the judge of that. What do you guys think about three years in prison for hosting a manga piracy website, you know, supplying? manga and stuff like that like it hurts the creator so i get it but damn three years in prison like imagine going to prison and people being like what are you in for yeah i was supplying some manga fam nuts crazy and wow next up we just got a small update in case you missed it in the last episode of forever news we talked about shueisha creating a jujutsu kaisen website that was going to give a lot of information on shibuya and things like that well apparently according to this it says jujutsu kaisen shibuya jihen yukikate website is now up with satoru gojo's perspective it says satoru gojo's promotional image from the shibuya jihen yukikate yukikake oh wow is it yukikake they spell it three different ways. Holy shit. Satoru Gojo's promotional image from the Shibuya website is now up. And uh, yeah, it's something I think we've seen before, if I'm not mistaken, from one of the either colored pages or a cover. But yeah, so people that want a little bit of information if you could read it either way it just showcases that they ramping up even further y'all remember we just talked about that they announced that they're doing a two million initial print run for the latest jujutsu kaisen volume they're going ham they're going to promote the living shit out of this they want another demon slayer and so far from what it seems it seems like they're getting another demon slayer with jujutsu kaisen but shout outs to jujutsu kaisen shit is going crazy okay people next up i found this to be quite hysterical i remember back in the days there was a newspaper article from i want to say like two 2003 if i'm not mistaken that they were using dragon ball z to try and get people to enlist in the navy like yo you like action like dragon ball z then you should definitely join or else the army or something along the lines of that like it was nuts and apparently they're still using similar tactics this time they're using pokemon go do you like playing pokemon would you like to play pokemon go around the world the united states navy has the ability to take you around the world allowing you to play pokemon go and help you achieve the goals of being a pokemon master come talk to your local navy recruiter today and see what the navy can offer you and fam i'm good i stopped playing pokemon go about five years ago i think y'all can have that one but hey if you want to go and capture a lugia you know in guatemala or some shit by all means 
Philippines. The U.S. Navy can take you there. Wow. Are they even allowed to do that? Just wondering, like, isn't that a little bit like how are you using an intellectual property to promote, you know, what you got going on? I don't know how that works, but that is just ridiculous and insane. And like, yeah, I don't think they could play Pokemon Go either way. Like, are you allowed to bring your cellular device and just, hey, the battlefield, motherfuckers is getting shot. Yo, there's a Gyarados over there. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> You're gonna get your peel top trying to catch a lick tongue like my mans. Stop it, please. <laughs> absolute insanity but hey if you want to go capture some pokemon along the way by all means the united states navy they're there for you moving forward we got a slew of manga sales updates for the entirety of what they've sold thus far for starters the newbie goliath giant monster haha <laughs> pun intended kaiju number eight has currently reached 2.5 million copies in circulation so that means a total it's done 2.5 mil which is crazy it's a jump plus title is not in weekly shonen jump is in the jump plus magazine i don't know man jump plus is looking like it's going to be here to stay because that's 2.5 million i think it only has what two volumes out or some shit like that and like the first volume is already at over a million or something like this is absolutely nuts 2.5 million major congrats expect i want to say late 2023 three or early 2023 somewhere around there is when we'll be getting the kaiju number eight anime that's just my guesstimation i think somewhere in 2023 like 2022 it probably might get announced towards the end or something like that but yo kaiju number eight it's awesome i really really need to catch up and i've been saying that in the last few videos but yeah i need to catch up then we also have seraph of the end because according to this it says it has reached 12 million copies in circulation and that's another one that i want to get back into there's just too many anime and manga too little time like i really want to get in and see what's been going on with them honestly i'm shocked that it's still going like just keeping it real i can't even believe that we're still doing this but i remember really enjoying the anime i remember really liking what they did and uh yeah i want to say i left off probably towards the end of season two i think i never finished season two but i liked what was happening i need to get back in and see what's been the latest shindigs with seraph of the end and yeah it's really really awesome i don't want nobody to get killed yeah i like the opening leave me alone <laughs> and another newly found goliath Tokyo Revengers currently has 19.8 million copies in circulation, basically 20 million, and 5 million of those was just done within the last six months because that was what was reported. We got 5 million in the 2021 half year sales thus far. That's freaking crazy. This anime is blowing this shit up. I'm expecting 30. 30 plus million by the end of this run of the anime and stuff like that probably even more maybe 40 million major congrats i'm sure kodansha is really really happy right now because with shingeki no kyojin attack on titan coming to an end they were probably like man you know what, what's gonna make us money and don't get me wrong it's kind of crazy because tokyo revengers just announced that it's entering its final arc but in the meantime that's gonna bring in a shit ton more money for them so yeah shout outs to tokyo revengers and while we're on the topic a live action film they just dropped a trailer and i'll be honest with you i'm kind of trying not to spoil myself but like hey if you're caught up with the manga by all means check it out but i'm an anime only right now and i might keep it that way at least for the duration of season one just because i really enjoy getting this every saturday but yeah there's a new trailer out of for the live action film and it seems like they're handling things pretty well with the you know the tokyo revengers properties because like the stage play looked dope and um yeah from the little bits that i did see of the trailer it looks okay and either way like they're doing it big like it's already blowing up because of the anime now you got a movie coming out like this is all perfect timing okay people and lastly the big enchilada the story i'm sure a lot of you people tuned in for the attack on titan creator hajime isayama is catching more heat 
due to a recent interview that just came out because it contradicts things and a lot of people are saying haha we got you like it feels like you know it's one of those scenarios right like they say when there's blood the sharks smell the blood in the water and they come for you the the sharks smell the blood right now because at every twist and turn i'm noticing that every few days or every week we're getting something else where fans are coming at hajime isayama this time it's because of a new interview that just keeping it real it does contradict some things that he said back in 2015 regarding a chapter that came out in 2013 chapter 50 in particular but let's take a look at this newfound interview and then i'll give you guys an idea of why people are really upset and i can understand the frustration but let's read Aaron x mikasa represents wisdom courage and strength not in order mikasa is the strength because hajime isayama thought it'd be interesting distributing a woman the role of red in a super sentai superhero team basically he thought it'd be interesting to have the female be like essentially the strong protagonist of the crew opposed to like you know let's just say a three-man squad of naruto sasuke and sakura especially the early naruto it was really you know sakura played the field what if sakura was like the naruto sasuke combined and being the lead of it all that's basically what he was trying to say on um, the plot about eren x mikasa had been planned out all along but eren's in the final chapter spoiler alert by the way a little bit of a spoiler of what happened in the final chapter here eren's no i don't want that segment came to hajime isayama when he was drawing the panels basically when eren got really upset and said no i don't want her to go with no other man that was you know a spare of the moment thing yams which is what hajime isayama goes by as like a shortening for it loves whiny eren so when he was drawing no i don't want that he thought to himself ah eren is back so in his mind that whiny version of Aaron the oh no I don't want basically the more childlike shonen feeling version of Aaron that's what you see I'm thought in his head that's not what I've thought for a while now since about 2017 that's not Aaron to me anymore that was like a part of him that was the innocent part overall I like the other Aaron and I think a lot of people can agree you like the other Aaron that was like yeah um we're gonna save our people you know what i'm saying I'm, by any means necessary by any means necessary one more time by any means necessary that's the Aaron i love regarding the depths of characters yams thinks that from the perspective of an author he can always show these deceased characters and panels again through memory scenes so he doesn't feel like oh these characters are dead and then this part right here after reading chapter 50 the scarf scene between Eren and Mikasa. Editors thought Eren and Mikasa were going to kiss, but Yams felt shy drawing that, and he wasn't certain with his ability to draw their dynamics after a kiss. Looking back, Yams hoped he was more brave in drawing a kiss because Mikasa probably wanted a kiss. Now, you probably heard all of that, and maybe you might be thinking, so what does that have to do anything? Like, what, 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 what he said was wrong there, Fenev. Why are people upset? Let me tell you. In 2015... When Hajime Isayama was interviewed and he talked about Chapter 50 in particular, in case you don't know, Chapter 50 was when Eren went up against the Smiling Titan and the Smiling Titan killed Hans or Hannes, however you pronounce his name. That was what happened there. And then there was like a small scene between Eren and Mikasa and some people speculated maybe they might kiss, but Eren really wasn't into that. And in 2015, when questioned about that, his response, Hajime Isayama was, oh, no, 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 no. It's more of like a motherly bond that the two of them have Eren and Mikasa so him now going into and you know creating what happened at the end of Attack on Titan where Eren's like oh no I don't want her to end up with nobody else basically people are saying so wait a minute if Eren looked at Mikasa as a motherly figure in chapter 50 
did Aaron want to smooch his mom? Like, what the hell is going on here? Basically, Hajime Isayama got caught in a way contradicting and retconning an initial setup that he even further explained in 2015 in that interview was just a motherly bond. Like, it was like Mikasa was, you know, the strong protector. Now, him doing what he did and even what he's saying in this interview of, yo, you know, I, I wish they would have kissed. I, I wish I would have been able to do that. It's bullshit because that's not what was on his mind. 2015, he didn't say that. He said it was a motherly thing. So, unless Hajime Isayama has gone batshit crazy or whatever, it's considered a retcon at this point. He changed what was initially supposed to happen there because, yeah, it was just a motherly thing and he wasn't thinking of them paired up or whatever. Like, you could tell, and I'll just be real, like, just straight up and down. There was changes made along the way significantly. I don't know if it was the publishing company Kodansha. I don't know if it was Besatsu. I don't know if it was Isayama himself that just things changed along the way. But he changed the story. He changed the structure, especially at the very last moment. Because you said in 2015, they was like a motherly bond. How do you go from that to now you're saying, yeah, man, uh, in that scene, I actually wanted them to kiss. Mikasa probably wanted it. I should have had him kiss. Like, unless you're into some weird ass, you know, what i'm saying type of fetishes that wasn't going to happen you kind of are retconning shit so i understand the outrage i don't think it should be to the extreme of how people you know taking it to the next level and in general it just seems like every time this man says anything like there's people now at this point on twitter commenting please in the in the interview don't talk about zeke don't talk about Historia. Just don't talk because they feel like he's going to just ruin everything that they've thought about those characters up until this point. And to a certain degree, it just feels like either Isayama didn't plan things right or just something happened. Something changed dramatically at this point for Isayama to be talking this way about these characters that since 2017 have not been this way. It's been totally different vibe, totally different. Like the characters have changed, grown, thrived, been through some shit. So to be saying these things now, like, yeah. If he was talking this way prior to this time skip, prior to everything we've seen, I could throw the argument like, no, yeah, that totally makes sense. But he's going off a premise based on something that was maybe initially he was thinking that way. But then again, no, because he said in 2015, it wasn't that way. He changed it. Bottom line, there's a retcon there and fans are really, really pissed off. Basically, uh, Hajime Isayama got caught up. He got caught out there and it's crazy. But yeah, people, those are the stories we have for today. I'm curious what you guys think. The Inuyasha author Rumiko Takahashi with her crazy work ethic, your thoughts on that the demon slayer stage play visual that shit looks sick uh the manga pirate website owner getting three years in prison craziness uh the jujutsu kaisen website with the gojo image uh the navy using pokemon go <laughs> to uh recruit people what the hell kaiju number eight 2.5 million seraph of the end 12 million tokyo revengers near 20 million tokyo revengers live action trailer and your thoughts on the attack on titan authors retcon absolute insanity and it's also on any of the stories we covered in this episode but that's all i have for this one thanks for watching i hope you enjoyed if you liked anything i had to say or enjoyed the video drop me a like i'd greatly appreciate it and if you want more from me make sure to subscribe follow me on twitter instagram hit that bell to get all notifications and if you want to follow any of my other social media links are in the description below i'm for neverworld and as always people have an awesome day and remember the golden rule anime and manga life, have an awesome day Peace in. You guys just watched another episode of Whatever News. Have an awesome day.